Welcome to season one, episode four of JK Not Really. We are back. Did you miss us? I hope so. I hope people missed us. We also had like a real celebration moment when we looked at our podcast numbers, like shout out to the listeners. Uh, very, very surprised. Yeah. I remember uh, in like episode one, I was like, oh my gosh, if 20 people or 200 people listen, I'll freak out. And we broke 200. I know. So shout out to the supporters. Thank you. I don't even know 200 people. I do, but. Okay, cool. <laughs> but that's okay. <laughs> well, we can talk about that another time. Yeah. But anyways, like we said, we're doing this for us, mm -hmm. for the friendship that we have. And just kind of like to reach out to others and let them know that we are having our own difficulties. We struggle in different ways and just how we can like connect to one another. And also celebrating how we get through those difficulties, our triumphs, like what we're going through. Yeah. I mean, even today we were texting each other and you're just like, so what do you want to talk about today? Right. Complete opposite reactions. Yes. As we were like prepping for the episode, like I woke up today and it was like sunshine, rainbows, butterflies. You could not say anything to kill my mood. And that was definitely not how you were feeling. No. How not were you feeling this morning or this week as we approached episode four? Yeah. Um, this week alone, I was really feeling the burnout. And I feel like burnout is such a used word that individuals use a lot, but I don't think we emphasize what it truly means for each person. Okay. Yeah. Like, I feel like for me, for my burnout, I just wanted to express like how I was feeling. Like I needed people to know what my schedule was looking like, what I was dealing with and just everyday stress. And I realized that I don't need to be talking to people about this. I need to talk to myself about this because I don't recognize how much stress I put on myself. Interesting. I, yeah, because I think it's normal for me to be this stressed or that I need to be this stressed to succeed. You feel like it's normal for you to feel burnt out? Yeah, I mean, take for granted that it's high school, grad, or undergrad, then grad, and then internship, getting my license and everything else. Like, I finally just like started my career basically. Mm -hmm. Do you kind of feel like if you're not overworking yourself, you're not successful? Yes. And it's crazy how I needed or I thought that I needed to project that onto others to finally mm -hmm. feel like understood and valued when reality is I needed to hear that for myself. Okay. So also side note, like I would love to meet a millennial that isn't feeling burnt out right now. Like I definitely think you're not alone in that feeling for many people in our generation right now and even older generations. But I do think it's interesting how we're kind of conditioned to this sense of if I'm not exhausted, it means I'm not working hard. Yes. Which why should you be pushing yourself that much? Like, obviously it's natural to feel exhausted at some points in time. But like mm -hmm. what I'm hearing from you, like a constant cycle of work, 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 work to validate your own success. Like why mm -hmm. don't we just feel successful by working and then disassociating, giving ourselves time to disconnect. Why does that make us feel unsuccessful? I hear you, but I also think it's like subconsciously we're competing with each other. I mean, just think of social media. Mm -hmm. We post every second of our lives kind of, 
and we see individuals that are thriving and good for them. And then we just compare saying like, why am I not thriving like that? I must be do, doing something wrong in my work ethic. 100%. I mean, I know for me, comparison is like the ultimate enemy of me. And I have to be like really strategic with even who yeah. I follow on Instagram. Because mm-hmm. even though I might like that celebrity or like that influencer, I find that if I watch them too much with the perfect filters and the perfect oh, hair and the yeah. perfect like lifestyle, I compare that to me and like the difference of that. And then I'm like, oh, well, you should be doing more of this or you should look like this or you should be posting things like this. And then mm-hmm. I have to like unfollow them because I realize it's like detrimental to my mental health. I think that's wise though. I think that's like a version of like checking in with yourself. Which I definitely (laughs) did this week. So on Tuesday, I turned 29. Yay, birthday girl, Pisces. Literally, happy Pisces season. You're a Pisces as well. But for whatever reason, 29 just hit me. And I think it's because you know the quote unquote big 30 is around the corner, like the daunting death to your 20. Your life is over. Like say goodbye to your youth and oh. everything. But that's how I felt. I was like, oh my gosh, this is my last year of my 20s. It's mm-hmm. my last year to travel, experience, take risks, like all of the above. Mm-hmm. Because I think society and watching the people in my life right now who are my age and are heading into their 30s has kind of projected this image of, oh, you're a woman, you're turning 30. Well, now your biological clock is ticking. Do you want kids? When do you want kids? Because the longer you wait, and this term that I talk about all the time that I can't stand, geriatric pregnancy, like you don't want to be geriatric. And I'm like, that is such a harsh word for 35 or like into your late 30s, because I feel like the 30s now aren't what they used to be. I think people have really taken back their 30s and people are still are doing all the things that keep us young or that they want to do anyway no i agree with you i mean essentially you should be living for yourself but it's so hard when you have social media constantly surrounding you you also have like i mean if we're going into the medical terms 30 is kind of reaching like okay we're getting into like quote unquote it's dangerous to have a kid at this time but then we also don't talk about the medicine that could help us though. Mm -hmm. And like the evolution of science in general. Yes. Right. But I still think, because I know, I, I know I want kids. I know I've always pictured myself being a mom. When my husband and I got married, that was like a common ground that we had. And I genuinely thought that by 29, I would be ready. I really did. I thought, because I got married at 24, I was engaged at 23. Mm -hmm. So I thought, oh my gosh, by By that time, time, you'll be married five years. That's five years where it's just been you and Andrew to be married and do all the things without a kid. I genuinely thought when I turned 29 that I'd be like, yes, green light, let's do it. We're ready. And it changes by the day for me. Sometimes I wake up and I'm like, I'm ready for that change. I'm ready for something new. I'm ready to start a family and enter that next phase of my life. Other days, I love on a Friday night that we could just throw back two bottles of Trader Joe's wine and not have to worry about anything. Or if we want to wake up the next morning and make a big trip to a national park, I love that we can just hop in the car and do that. No, I agree with you. I think it's like good for you to be selfish with your time when you have it. Because I also don't think that we take into consideration like how much bringing a child into your world 
is. When I talk to loved ones in my life, such as my sister, my sister-in-law, a couple of my friends that are either expecting or have kids that are mm -hmm. same age as us, they obviously love their child. They don't have any regrets, but they've also made it very clear to me that life as I know it will be over. And for whatever reason, that statement makes it very scary. Like while yeah. I appreciate the realism, I don't want them to lie to me. Like, please tell me what you expect. No, which I think is great. Right. But it does feed into that like voice in my head. Well, are you ready? So it's really uh, two differences of like extremes. It's either your life is completely going to change or you're going to have like a fan. I mean, you're going to have a fantastic life, mm -hmm. but it's also like the adventures and everything else that you can do with just your partner. Right. So it's like this weird juxtaposition of I've never seen these people more happy. But then when they talk to me about it, don't rush it. Life, as you know, it is over. It's almost like, are you trying to talk me out of it? Like, I know you're yeah. just trying to be honest. So I just have to lean in and lean into that unknown, which is usually very easy for me. Be the unknown? Yes. I mean, I talk about like the military lifestyle all the time. Like when we hit our two-year mark in Colorado, mm -hmm. I was like, okay, where's the next state? What are we doing next? Like, I'm ready for the next new scenery, new adventure. I'm ready for the next unknown because that like is exciting to me. It is. But then when I talk about things like having a family and that unknown, it's very scary. So it's like this weird, I'm, I'm torn. Like we talk about Pisces being two different fish, <laughs> which is very true. But I also think like there's a sense of control. Like, you know, when you're with your partner and you're traveling and doing things, you have like this ability to be like, okay, if X, Y, and Z happens, I know I can take control of the situation. And I love that. I, I'm a teacher. I thrive with I'm, a plan and I thrive with control. I'm a control freak. I'm not willing, like, I'm not Okay, but you're talking about another individual joining your family, which is just no control. Right. And also relinquishing control a lot. Yeah. Which I cannot stand the thought of. Why is that? Like, why is it that I, on one hand, I absolutely am this adventure loving. Let's, I even said to my husband the other day, I was like, imagine if our next duty station was Alaska or Italy. I'm like, let's just do it. Cool. Right. Is that what, and, but then the other part of me is no, no, no. What are the dates? What do I, what, when are we moving? Yeah. Everything needs to be in line for me. Like, grad school, house, school district that I love, all of those things have to fall into place for me to be ready to have a child. Mm -hmm. Well, I'm not your therapist. I'm your friend. Yes. However, I think it has to deal with like a lot of your childhood and how you grew up. <laughs> Just when I thought I had my inner child figured out, what are you about to drop on me? Oh, you're always figuring out your inner child. And you always have to serve that inner child. So and I just can't like figure her out and then it can be done. And we could just move on. You just want to pack her up and go, but she's a part of you. <laughs> like, say it like that, it sounds really bad. But yeah, I would love yeah. it in a perfect world if I could just understand my childhood trauma, recognize it, and be like, okay, that can be tucked back away now. No, there's so many underlying things that if you continue to like process and like to pick apart, you're gonna be like, oh, that makes sense because I know you came from a divorced family. Mm -hmm. And I know you had a great childhood For and sure. I know that your parents balanced it well, but you were so used to different environments and constantly moving. But what eased you was like, okay, mom is Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Mm -hmm. Dad was Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Mm -hmm. 
that's your sense of control that you know, but the environments were constantly changing for you. So that's the excitement. Mic drop. So I thrive in it, but I also fear it. Like, I think that's normal though. And like for some individuals, constant change is not good. True. And for some people, they're just like, yeah, whatever happens, happens. And I mean, I wish I could be like that a little bit more because I am kind of like, I need to control what's going on in the situation because sometimes I don't trust myself and that's something I'm working on too. No matter what the situation is, I know that I can handle it. I know that I'm in control. And I think that goes to, when we talk about self-check-ins, when we talk about leaning into the unknown, I think there is a huge lack of celebration of the journey, lack Mm -hmm. of celebration of not having everything figured out and that's okay. Yeah. So essentially lack of celebration of you. Right. Which we talked about, like even in our last episode, we talked so much about Mm -hmm. like just in one year, how much can change for the better potentially. Yeah. With nothing really planned. I mean, I was taking it like day by day, even hour by hour, like asking myself, okay, what do I need to get from 1 PM to 5 PM? Mm -hmm. And now we're constantly like stressed that we need to plan like our thirties now. Right. Like why I I need to do a better job reminding myself of every move you've ever done. There's Mm -hmm. been so much unknown and every single time you've learned more about yourself, you've had more career opportunities. Absolutely. You've been exposed to so many different people and different Mm -hmm. environments that have made you a more evolved person. Yeah. Also, I mean, you turned out fine. I like to think so. I mean, most days I'm like, you know, I think I'm doing okay. I think I'm okay. Given the circumstances. (laughs) Doing well. Doing well. Like what I'm saying, what millennial, honestly, I would love to meet one that's like, yes, I am in total control of my life and I have everything figured out and everything you see on social media and what I portray is accurate. Like I would love to meet that person and ask them what they drink because I just don't what they it. drink or how do they deflect so much right that's big deflection yeah and they're just gonna hide their life then mm-hmm. I feel like that's what mostly what social media is yeah I, I think I'm seeing a little bit of a change with like photo dumps and stuff like that where there is like a lack of filter or there is like yeah. a little more authenticity you know what I really like what with like the change of social media I'm seeing like a lot of like athletes now is that woman's like showing their bodies when they're not flexing or when they're sitting. You're just like, wait, I kind of look like that. This is normal to look like this. Yes, I agree. Which I, I think is great. I do think I'm seeing a little bit more realism. Yeah. But then I would also say there's a lot of social media influencers out there where I think it's just such an inaccurate portrayal, whether that be, I mean, I'm not a mom yet, but like the moms that are I'm close to in my life, like an inaccurate portrayal of motherhood. As a teacher, I've seen a lot of inaccuracy, like, you mean to tell me that that you get up every day for teaching and you put on the cutest outfit and everything is matching? Yeah, your Starbucks order. (laughs) Yeah. I'm like, okay, maybe it's me. Like, but I have to break that. I have to be like, this is just one segment of their time that they have total control over posting. It's not an ongoing real. Yeah. And I mean... Okay, to be completely vulnerable and honest with you, when I post something and then when I get a like, I'm like, hoo-hoo, yes. I got oh, for light. sure. Green light. Endorphins. Yeah, so what do you think these 
individuals are doing because they need to feed their ego a little bit. And right. I'm not saying anything's wrong with that, but we also don't think about that though mm-hmm. when we're seeing influencers post these things. True. It's not only their ego, but sometimes it's like their financial income. That's also true. I know. I, sometimes I look at what they make and I'm like, how? I know. <laughs> just from like silly videos. I know. I'm like, cool, cool. Nice. But that's where like, I think going forward, because this has been such, it's been a little, like when, even when you asked me what I was doing to celebrate my birthday, I was like, nothing. Like I genuinely was not in the mood to celebrate 29 because, because of, of all, everything. Yes. Wow. 100%. When you're like the complete opposite, like you did oh, a murder yeah. mystery last year for your birthday. Literally, we did a full-on scripted 1920s dress design. up. We all had our character, and this year, nothing because of how much pressure you're putting on yourself about this what-if thought. And the pressure to have everything figured out. Nobody has everything figured out. I need to remind myself of that more. Especially, like, I mean, now I feel better because, like, we had multiple conversations about this, and you pushed me out of my shell and I was like okay let's make dinner reservations to quote unquote celebrate my birthday like don't be lame but I do I'm starting to get more comfortable with when you are ready to be a mom I'm just leaning into the idea that I'll know like I'm leaning into the idea that maybe it's a feeling maybe it's a moment that I see Andrew with another kid or maybe it's just I get tired of the routine of not having one and I think when yeah. I know, I'll know. And in that moment, it's the best decision for me. No, I agree. It's that we need to stop comparing ourselves to others. I mean, we constantly see individuals like our age getting married, having children and everything. And we're just like, okay, well, should I be doing this then? Especially coming from someone that if things did go according to plan, you would already be married. And now it's like, thank God. We always say, dodge the bullet. We always oh say it. Oh gosh. I know. Yeah. Everybody is on their own path of life. And you don't know everybody's story. Even if you think, you know, I mean, like you even said that in the podcast a couple episodes ago. You thought you knew me and I welcomed you into my home. And boy, you were wrong. Oh, I learned so much more than I intended. Which is crazy. And ha- we're talking about comparing ourselves to individuals on social media. I know. I know. It's such a cycle. It's such a tumultuous like cycle that it I is. think I'm actively going to put more effort into trying to break. So I think it's more of like the self-check-ins and how you can celebrate yourself. How do you celebrate yourself? Hmm. It's kind of like a loaded question especially coming from like a therapist and I know like what to tell people, but I need to also do it for myself as well. And I think for me, it's not just like taking a long shower or it's not just like working out for me to celebrate me. It's like me actually like being comfortable in my own skin and just having like a lazy day and accepting that lazy day as needed. Right. Like self-care, I think genuinely does look different for everyone. Just like self-celebration can look different for everyone. Because I completely yeah. agree. Like for me, when I think of like, how do I celebrate Jacqueline? It's probably like going to some really good restaurant that I've been That's wanting funny. to try and like trying new foods. Or it's what you said. It's like sitting on the couch and catching up on like all of my favorite shows that I was behind on. And like no judgment. It's just like these TV shows that we just like dive into. For just sure. to kind of like check out a little bit. And I think that's healthy if you do it like in measurements of time. I think there is such thing as a healthy dose of dis- disassociation. Yeah. I also think for me, um, I do two other things. I do like to journal a lot. 
you are really good at that. I think it's a good practice to be mindful. Uh, what I like to do is I like to list five things that I'm grateful for every single day. And this isn't like just my health, my friends, my family. Because those are givens. Of course, we're going to be thankful for that. Yeah. But this is like I'm sitting at my kitchen table and I can feel the sunlight coming in the room. And I love that feeling of sunlight on me. Mm -hmm. So I'm grateful for that. I feel that way when I commute to work and I have like Pikes Peak as my view. Or when I was in Washington, I had Mount Rainier. Yeah. I look at it and I'm like, you can't complain right now. No. Like, look at this view. Look at this opportunity of a new day. Absolutely. Or just like the fresh smell of coffee for me talking to my sister. Mm -hmm. Like things I'm grateful for. And also... I know this always helps me is when I get off social media for an extended amount of time. I need to do more of that. I need to take more breaks. Yeah. It's hard though, because mm -hmm. we're constantly on our phone. True. But it's so needed. Like once I get into the habit of journaling and reading before bed, I feel happier. I was going to say, when I get back into my habit of reading 30 minutes before I fall asleep and I'm not on my phone, my anxiety goes away. I yeah. sleep better. I remind myself of my love of reading and like storytelling and like being transferred to a different world. So I think that's probably how I celebrate myself the most. I think that's like just great. diving into a good book. Yeah. And I mean, you're not going to miss anything on social media. It's no. going to be there when you wake up. No. What's not going to be there is your inability to self-care if you keep on going on social media. No. Or if you keep running on E, Miss Casey. Yeah, so I will work on that. <laughs> we both are leaving here with a little bit of a to-do list. So we hope that if you're listening to this, first of all, thank you for taking time out of your day, your night, your week to listen to how we are checking in with each other. We appreciate you all. And we really hope that you take some time to celebrate you this week because you genuinely deserve that. I mean, when was the last time that you asked yourself, how am I doing? What do I need? How can I celebrate me? And lean into that. Do it. Do it more. And we will see you in episode five. All righty. Lead a lead. Bye-bye.